Hey, what's up? It's Michael Yo. Welcome to the Yo Show. I appreciate you guys checking it out. First of all, I want to start with my comedy special. I never thought when we started this YouTube channel, we had 3,000 people two months ago. Comedy special dropped. Now we have over 80,000 people, over 80,000 people that have subscribed. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're watching everything I'm putting out from clips to the stand-up comedy special, which you can still do that if you haven't. That has over 190,000 views. Uh, but next, man, I'm, I'm so excited. I have an awesome podcast. You're going to love this one. We go deep on a lot of things with Eric Griffin, one of the best stand-up comedians out there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he's been in movies. He's He's been in TV shows. He was on The Workaholics. He's on a bunch of big podcasts. So it's definitely, if you don't know Eric Griffin, it is time to get to know him right now. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button. Here we go. <laughs> Eric Griffin, how are you, my friend? Good. How are you? <laughs> you know what? I, I'm tired. I, haven't seen you, I haven't seen you in a second. <laughs> I know. I know. I've been just so tired. You know, um, it, it, it's, it, it's <laughs> yes, yes. And, it, and I know every person says this. I love it. It's the most rewarding thing ever. But it makes you tired, man. You're, you're tired all the time. You know, I don't know if it's necessarily the kids that make you tired. It's so much as this, the other things that you still want to do that makes you tired. Yeah, well, I like working too. Because, right, exactly, you know, exactly. Yeah, there you go. I mean, That's what makes you tired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think we need to stop saying like, it's like, so like, let's say you didn't have kids. You'd be doing all this stuff that you do. And then. No, but kids. I wouldn't be. No, no. See, that's wrong here. Because you know what's funny is I thought I was so busy before right. I had kids. And then I realized I was just a different busy. Yeah. You know, but the, that different. I'm saying, don't, I'm saying don't blame your family and your kids. Blame, <laughs> I'm not blame, blame, not. blame your job. You over here like, oh, I'm so tired. These kids running me ragged. No, it's all your podcasting and your comedy and all that. That's what's running you ragged. Because what's well, your you, top priority? What's your top priority? My family. Okay, so then they're not the ones that are making you tired. It's all the other stuff you're doing for your family. But you got to pay the bills, Eric. You got to pay the bills, bro. Hey, stop your lavish lifestyle. What kind of water is that you got with you? <laughs> that could have been that could have been tap water right there. Oh, this you is, <laughs> this is Trader Joe's. Oh, Trader Joe's. Somebody fancy. <laughs> Somebody real. Oh, you rich, rich. You at oh. Trader Joe's, huh? Okay. Trader Joe's is not rich, rich. Come on, let's be serious now. That's normal. Uh, all right. I want to jump into some comedy stuff. Uh -huh. And I'm not going to ask you about the whole Bobby Lee and Shop thing. I just want to know something else. Yeah. Are we coming to a point or has it all because you've been in the game a lot longer than me? Are we coming to the point where it's gonna be very clickish, like super clickish? Coming to the point. I think it's already it's I think it's been like that. It's been like that. See, this is yeah. interesting for me because I haven't been on that side. Oh, you know what I mean? I think it's always been clickish. If you think about it, just think about comic, comic clicking clickishness. It's always been like that. You know, people that are on TV shows versus the guys that are just coming up versus the guys that, uh, you know, sell out theaters and arenas versus the guy. Now it's like the podcasters uh, versus the, you know, it's just it's always been clickish. It's always been like high school. OK, see, I've never experienced that because you're not because you're not at the clubs a lot. That's why. Yeah. Well, you just, you, I, I'm not fan, in those you fancy with your radio and all that stuff. You know what I mean? You're always on the road and stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> with your, you're always at Trader Joe's. You know what I mean? <laughs> Has it? I mean, I would assume you're in every clique, though. 
Because not really, not, I don't, I don't, I, I, I feel left out a lot of things about on a lot of things too, man. You know, it's like it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's all everybody's. The grass is greener for everybody. You know what I mean? It's like there's always some kind of like uh, thing but, but, where you I feel mean, left out. But uh, I mean, come on now. You're on Bobby Lee's podcast. You're on, you know, you're. Yeah, no, with... I know I do a lot of podcasts. I mean, I, I'm a. I, I'm a what I, are you talking about when you say you're left out? Are you talking about like. Yeah, oh, dude, I, I, I'm saying there's always a moment where we all feel left out. You know, just like, don't you, even if it's not true, your, your perception yeah. could be like, oh, I'm not in that click or I'm not in that click. And there's clicks. You got the Rogan people, you know, yeah. Bert, Tom. You know, these people that like that came up because of him and that he, you know, he, you know, everybody's kind of tribal and cliquish. Yeah, I feel, you know, you remember the last time I did your podcast a long time ago, you go, yo, you're kind of mad you're not in any click, you know, because yeah. I, because I didn't have a class to come up in because you came up because you were you're you actually do have a class. Your class is these non-traditional people. They came into stand up. That's your class. You know, mm. you're in with those people like. You know, it's like TikTokers and influencers and people that were like doing other mediums. And then they were like, oh, I kind of like stand up comedy. Let me go check this out. That's your class. And so but you're old enough. You're old enough to um, uh, want to be a part of like uh, the people in your age group that came up this sort of traditional way. And they kind of like and you kind of feel the same way. Like you, you this is what I'm saying is kind of self-hating because it's like, hey, I work hard. I want, I'm a stand up just like you. And then, you know, but it's like, but yeah, I didn't come up that way. I didn't go to open mics and I didn't like, you yeah. know, have to struggle and I didn't have to do all these things. And it's like, that's that class of people that are that are doing that. And it's 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 OK, because now you cut two, five, six years later. Nobody cares about that anymore. It's kind of like, like I say, with you, you don't you don't really feel like like that's gone away. You think that's gone away? Where people? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give you an example. Uh, maybe five to ten years ago, you know, we used to like clown Instagram models. You know, we used to clown them. We used to be like, oh, Instagram model. Now they're the only models. You wow, that's deep, bro. Okay, so yes. like when you see when you see a chick with like a million followers. She got a million followers and she's got, you know, every other post is like, you know, bang drink and like, you know, <laughs> water. right, right, right. Because <laughs> they're making so much money. They're making so much money. There's so many um, of these like um, influencer advertising marketing firms that help these kind of people out. Like those are the people that make money now. So they're actually the models now. So in the same in the same way, I remember I had Amanda Cerny on my podcast. She got twenty five oh, million her. followers. I love her. Yeah. Amanda, I've known her for years. So the thing is, like, even with her story, she remembers coming up trying to be on TV and wanting to go to shows, and then sort of asking, "Hey, how many views does this television show get?" And it was like, you know, twenty million less than she gets on one of her videos. So and so like this wanting of those people to be in movies and television because that was the traditional entertainment. It went away. Now they're just doing their own thing. They got, you know, athletic stuff. They got on Instagram. They're using their YouTube. And they're making way more money than most actors. You know what I mean? And uh, it, it's, it's, it's accepted now. So I think the same thing is going on with, with, with stand-up. The only thing about stand-up is you can't hide when you get on stage. And you got to put you know? in the work. And we've talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. It's so that's all that it is. It's about stage time in comedy. Because if you don't put in the work, man, it's... It, it shows. it shows. I know, but what I'm saying to you is like, don't be, you know, weirded out that you're not a part of the clique because you just, you know, you're, you have your own, you're on your own path. That's yes. all that it is. You're on your yeah. own path. 
you know? I, I, and we all are. It's just, and, I, and I'm being a hypocrite in what I'm saying. I care what people think, but I don't care what people think. But I'm working hard, especially with this new special, to get respect from comedians that have reached, you know, their ultimate goal or continue to do it. I want that's that respect. That's never going to go away. Okay. Okay. It's never going to go away because it's like the art part of it. Yeah. You know, there's a there's an artist part of it that like like you know a um, a sort of like purist stand up. You always gonna want validation from your the brotherhood. Yes, you know. Yes, and it doesn't matter what level you're at. You know, I remember one day I was at the comedy store, and this was like a few years ago. And I've told this story before, but it doesn't matter. So I'm um I'm, I'm in I'm in I'm in the OR. I'm doing my set. I know I'm having a great set. <clears throat> When I get off stage, I'm standing with Fahim and, and this other comic, Nick, and we're just we're standing. They're standing like 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 how it is on screen, you know, and then Chris Rock walks out the OR. He looks around. He sees me and he beelines over to me and he starts telling me, like, man, you were funny. And he starts talking to me like, you know, and I'm just like and I'm just in shock. These two guys are in shock. He don't even say nothing to them. <laughs> He just says right to me, and he's just like, you're funny, boo-boo, who are you, what's your name? And we just start, he has this whole big glowing thing for me, right? Then he walks away. And then I look over at them, and then I'm just like, what? You know? But anyway, my point is this. That validation from him went more for me than any TV show I've done, any, like, you know, any, you know what I'm saying? Even getting passed at the comedy store, like, anything. It was just, like, so that feeling you have never goes away. You always want, like, the validation of, like, your peers. You want, like, even if it's, like, not even someone at that level. You just want, like, you know, someone even that you respect and think is funny just to be like, yo, really like that joke you did or whatever. And there's something about that that we're, we always want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's mm -hmm. just like, it is what it is. So, you know, what I'm saying is just embrace that. It's okay to be like, it's okay to be the little brother wanting your big brother to be like, you're doing good. You know, so it's like, you know, you can't have this double edge of being like, well, I don't want to feel thirsty. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. You know, but but it's like, it's it, what I'm saying to you is like, feel thirsty because what it is, is like, a um, it pushes you. It makes you like, hey, I'm going to keep working hard until these these mofos tell me, I think you're funny, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the biggest compliment I got on my special so far is Burt Kreischer, like a week before it came out, hit me up at 5 a.m. And it was like, yo, this is one that's going to get you to another level. You know what? That another level could be being in more clubs and having more tickets sold. But to hear from Burt that was so excited about the special and thought it was great like you said it goes far it goes really really far and for a person like me that's trying to come up still you know it, it, it just means a lot it just means a lot so yeah, I, yeah, that's I, I think any comic that's in a position where just those little words man mean so much to people coming up and, and I you know they should always spread that love yeah yeah but it's like you know it can't be forced it can't be like you know you just do what you do and you move on with it you know what i'm saying because like because here's the thing too that's like the irony of it you know like what would you rather have you rather have like like this like glowing respect of your peers or selling out and making a bunch of money make having a really lucrative career 
I I know. I know you. I know. I know you want both. We all want both. But what I'm saying is, if you had to pick one or the other, oh, money, because the comics comics respect don't pay your bills. And sure don't. I learned this very very (laughs) early. Where let me tell you, I was with a comic that will remain nameless, and I was a feature for him. This is when I first started. I remember he told me um, in the green room because I came from the Joe Coy camp where I just went on tour with him. And Joe Coy meet everybody. This was like 11 years ago, 10 years ago. He met everybody, you know? And then I'm with this other comic and I'll never forget where I stand up live and I go, hey, are you gonna meet people after the show? Do you mind if I do? He says, you can, but I'm not. That's that's not my thing. I, ca- I don't care about the people. I care about the respect of other comedians. And I go, you're gonna be very, very broke in my mind, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And he's still around, but he still hasn't reached a certain, you know, that next level, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't even say to the level of you and I, he hasn't mm-hmm. reached that level, but he's still a headlining. You know what I mean? And I, I just, th- I just thought that style of thinking, and maybe that was 10 years ago, that was more of that style of thinking, but I, I, I just feel like the people are what make you who you are and you got to show them some respect because now they will yeah. come after, not come after you, but they, yeah. they, they really want you to respect I mean, them if they're I mean, paying money. I mean, also like the regular people for the most part, they don't really care about this thing that we care about. They don't, they, they can care less. Yeah. They could care less. They don't care. Like, you know, they just want things to be entertaining and whatever they, you know, even if no matter what it is, they don't care. Like mm-hmm. this whole idea that like, we think that the, the crowds respect the art form of comedy. It's they a just joke. Laugh. They just, it's such a joke. They don't care about this. It's just uh, for the most part. I mean, there are people that like, you know, are purists, but I just think for the most part, nobody's in there like, oh, wow, the way he constructed that joke. I mean, it's like they, they don't care. They don't no. care. They just, they're there to have a good time. They want to be entertained. That's some, that's some nonsense we care about. No, it's so true. Now, let me ask you, how's Bobby Lee? He's fine. I just, I, went to din- I just went to dinner with him last night after the comedy store. Yeah, Bobby's fine. I, you know, I don't know. I don't. I'm not going to speak for anybody else, but they, you know, I, I think they, you know, whatever he, whatever. I mean, they, I think that they have their personal business out in public too Good. much. You yeah. know, I, I think. Okay. I think. I think it's too much of their business is out, and not enough of it for people to really understand the whole nature of it you know so there's just enough out there for people to think well i totally get what's going on here and i, and I don't you know so it is you what know it what's is. crazy to me you know it's up to me i wouldn't like that like that tiger belly episode with brendan schaub i never would have put that out in public never that was that was not a good look for anybody there is not a person that could watch that episode and think you know Everybody on this screen is a good person. You know what I'm saying? Like it was not, it was like that should not have been out for public consumption, but that's how they live their lives. They want they want it to be like that. They thought it was necessary, but I I cringed the whole time. Like I, I've n I haven't seen it. Yeah. I, I just heard about the controversy. Actually, I heard about it from you because I saw you post it. I think you did a podcast about it or something. Yeah, because you know why? At first I was worried about it because people kept attacking me. Because you know, I'm on King and the Sting. You know, yeah. so I do that uh, podcast and then, you know, people are attacking me. You have to pick sides. And I thought to myself, mm. you know, being a people pleaser, you think I have to explain myself to these trolls. And then after now, I'm at a point where I'm like, you know, you know, I'm at a, I'm at a it's none of your business. I don't I don't it's none of your business. You know what I mean? I have my own thing. I know I, I know what I know. And, you know, if they, they're dealing with their thing and it has nothing to do with me. I have my friendships with who I have my friendships with. I would say I'm closer with Bobby because I've known him longer. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, 
and uh you know but they are they've dealt with that and i'm letting them do that so it's like it is what it is i don't is it need- weird, but let me let me ask you and this is not about that is it weird for you to be in the middle of both of yeah them? well and well, the thing is, I'm not in the middle. People, they say you're in the middle just because you're associated with with these two people. But you know, it is what it is. You know, it's like, what are you supposed to do? They're 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 dealing with this really complicated, nuanced situation that goes that that's not just one thing. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's a bunch of series of events that went that happened that's all connected, and then they they have this fight about this thing, and it's just like, you know, what what are you supposed to do? You know, so it's for me. What am I supposed to do? Like, uh, I'm going to be like, I'm disassociating myself with one of the other. I mean, they're, they're it's all stupid to me. No, it, 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 it you know, is. I'm, it like, is. I'm not, I'm just like, whatever. Okay. Okay. So, what so I'm, I'm, I'm really at a point now where it's just like, I just, I don't care now what the, 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 the loud minority thinks. Has the King and Sting, um, and Wing now, and Wing, that's with uh, Dalia, yeah. Job, and Theo Vaughn. Uh, big shout out to Theo Vaughn. He was a f- one of the first people to take me out. I'll never forget it. Uh, we went to, what was that club? Comedy on State in Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, that's a great club. Oh, and the sisters run it. They're great. Yeah. I remember they, actually, we, they actually renovated. I just went there. Did they really? Yeah, it's renovated. It's really nice now. Oh, man. It was they nice were, before, but it's really nice now. They were great back then. And Theo, I remember before Joe Coy took me out, Theo took me out to that first, that my first time ever to that club. And that was such a great experience. So shout out to him. But have you seen your audience grow or a different audience actually discover you from that podcast? Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. People mm-hmm. are coming and they're being like, hey, like you on the podcast, but it's a slow build. You know what I mean? My, yeah. my the thing for me is like, that's the thing for me is like, I just want people to come watch me do comedy. You know, it's like, I, you know, I don't know, like other people who I would say aren't as funny as me. You yeah, know, I can I can say that confidently because I'm not, you know, saying ain't no slide on anybody else. I'm just yeah. really good. Uh-huh. They got more people coming to watch them. So I'm trying to figure out, like, what do I got to do in terms of like the marketing, podcasting, pushing, even getting pe- more people to watch my podcast. So that's what I'm working on this year. That's my goal as I'm, you know, is to and- like really push myself forward because I just get tired of people coming to my show and then being like, Oh man, you're really funny. I, you know, and I'm like, yeah, I know. You know, I wish you would have come. You know, <laughs> before. No, you know what I mean? It's a very, it's a very, very weird game right now. Like yeah, to to the social media because when my, you know, I'm gonna go back to my special. But when it came out, I had three thousand followers on YouTube. Now I have eighty thousand. Yeah. For some reason, it hit a nerve, and and the clips hit a nerve. So I I, I think it's just. Just throwing out what I do is just throw out something every day. Yeah, no, that's it's a whole new game, a whole new game, man. Game, so yeah. And some people are just doing like crowd work, and then I'm hearing like, yeah, builds up your social media. But now I've heard from some of the comics that do it. Now when they go do a show, everybody's yelling at them to try to get on a clip. You know, so it's it's a very weird thing that's going on in comedy right now. I know it's like the whole thing is to try to. It's like. People are just like, how can I get a crowd? I'm starting yeah. to think now it's just like, you know, you do your stand up and stop like stop having this idea that I got to save this for a special. No. As opposed to like, you know, here's a good chunk of 10. Let me put that out. Here's another yep. chunk of 10. Let me put that out. You know, whatever, whatever the thing might be. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, my thing is putting out a new 30 every year. And yeah. and if you ain't going to give me a sitcom, I'm going to make my own sitcom. Yeah. So there you go. I'll so 
so uh are you on the road right now a lot or what, what um no it's, a, it's just like you know it's sporadic you know what i mean sometimes it'll be like you know at the minimum once a month you know okay gotcha you, gotcha you. you know what what really has you irked right now any anything in the world that has you really irked that gets you fired up i mean there's so many things man it's 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 you know like this Amber Heard trial, this Amber Heard and what you call it. See, that reminds me of the Bobby and that stuff, the drama. It's like, yeah. that's some business that should not be out in the streets. But you know, what, you know what's the crazy, crazy, crazy part about this? If Johnny Depp and Amber Heard signed on to do a reality show. Oh, my goodness. That would be the most watched reality show ever. That would be like all of the, all the money they lost. All oh. the, it just, it just, And that's the crazy world that we live in right now. And it would be on Hulu. It Hulu, would be on Hulu. Yeah, it would just it be, would be like, amazing. I mean, who wouldn't pay top dollar for that? Yeah, you know, to watch that mess. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my goodness, that is such a great idea, and that's a way they both can be on camera. They can both win, you know. If they wanted to, they could both win. Well, who wouldn't watch that? You know, them trying to work it out. Oh my god, because <laughs> like to me, I I think they having sex right now. No. Yeah, man. I, I think I would not have been surprised if they like caught each other in the hallway, you know, and just remembered and all that passion, all that hate, all that stuff, man. You know how easy it is. I think, I think there's too much hate now. This oh, is too I don't, much. I don't know, man. I, no, I would not be. It. I would not be surprised if they smashed in the bathroom. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I would not be surprised, man. I just wouldn't be surprised if they just like one last, you know, he, one he last time. He remembered, she remembered. She was like, I can't believe you're doing this to me. I hate you. You know, and he's like, I hate you too. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know what I mean? <laughs> Say the movie, man. Like, yeah. that's, that's I don't know, dude. Movie. I just I just think that, like, I, what I'm saying is, like, not everything should be in the public. No, 100 And we you know? both, we are And both. it's like, I, and I think whoever originally took her story and put it out, they're wrong because they did that for clicks yeah. and whatever. And then, the, and then this sort of, like, you know, this small, this like loud minority of people who are like always attacking everyone with this wokeness and all that. It's not everyone. It's really a small group of people that are yeah, like, yeah. you know, so then Hollywood is like, well, we have to kowtow to them. So Johnny Depp, you're out of here. You know what I mean? They made this choice. And now they're but not. I, but I think Johnny Depp makes a comeback. I think they're going to hire him after this. He's oh, not but, canceled. But that's the thing that the women activists are actually saying is the issue. So even if you say like, oh, you ruined a man's career, they go, no, we didn't. So he doesn't do movies for a little while. He'll be back like every other man. So that's part of the justice, the justice of like, is there an injustice there? I think mm -hmm. what got us as men, we're looking at this and we're saying, because we're thinking to ourselves, you know, man, what if that happened to me? Yeah. My little bit of money I have, I, I, I couldn't afford, you know, but these big time, whatever people, they're looking at someone like Louie, right? They're looking at Louis C.K. and they're being like, oh, yeah. Okay, so five years ago, he got canceled and he just won a Grammy. That was crazy. So they're saying, see, y'all don't get canceled. So it's like, it. so, so yeah, I get it too. So I just go, oh, yeah. But, I, but okay. it, it depends. It depends. I really believe it depends with profession, though. Like, Louis C.K. was such on a level where – only look, I'll put it like this: rich people can't get canceled because they always or people with dedicated fan bases can't get canceled. I can get canceled. You can get canceled right now, you know. But once you rich and you don't really like Louis C.K., he could have performed the day after he got canceled, and he would have had a thousand people show up. 
and made money. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you have that it's audience, like you can't cancel Joe Rogan, no matter how you can't, his audience is too strong. That just makes him stronger. And more people listen to him because they want to hear what he has to say about well, getting that's exactly actually what happened to him with all this. Yeah. You know, that's like he had it was like his subscriber base went up a few million. Because because first of all, a lot of people started listening to him or new people because they want to see what he had to say. And then a lot of people just tired of it. You know, yeah. it's like, look, I'm no, tired I of think so, too. I, I think that there, I think there's a certain level of like, well, I, th I think there's a certain level of lack of common sense when you hear somebody get upset about something. Like there's no nuance to anything anymore. And I no. think people are just kind of being like, oh, you know, but, you know, we, I just think that there's like there's like, you know, when when it when it comes to like like when things happen between a man and a woman and then and then the perception of it is changed later, because I think that's what happens a lot of times, too. And this just has to go back to family values. And it goes back to like, you know, because like if two people go out, they don't really know each other. Like, remember that baseball player? that he he got with the girl and they were both into like you know tying like like masochistic type stuff you know and then they uh -huh. got out of hand and he punched her because that's what she said she wanted and then it's like it, you know later she was like he hit me and all this kind of stuff i had talked about this before but the thing is that's an example of two people that don't really know each other yeah. that met on the internet had a different perception of what was was what happened what they was going to happen and they did some intimate stuff without really trusting each other you know mm -hmm. so then later when it comes out however you however you say it you can make it seem like this dude's a terrible person you know and she's this victim that's so, how you, that's how you could say it later but what really happened to me is that two people that don't know each other wanted to do something that they really probably really didn't want to do and didn't like, talk about to make talk sure about it fully page. enough didn't have like boundaries and set like rules and like you know because i don't mind two people getting together and doing some freaky shit that's up to y'all yeah. but like don't come out later and be like oh well it went too far well it went too far because you know like like he was dumb he's a freaking professional athlete what are you doing like you, you can't punch a chick because you're yeah, it's not like you're like you five, better common sense. Yeah, that. you're not five five, one hundred six pounds. You know what I mean? It's like that's not what. And then her too. You 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 don't tell a professional athlete to hit you. Mm -hmm. What did you think was going to happen? I don't know the case, but I would love to like read. So what happened? Do you know what happened? I don't. I think it kind of went away. It went away huh. from the big big public eye. But like I'm not sure how that turned out. But I'm pretty sure when it got into the weeds, because he had text messages from her. He had like like yeah. they they already met a couple times. What I'm saying is that's an example of where like. You get together and the perception of it later is something different. And I think that's what happens a lot of times in certain, some of these situations. Now you hear about a girl, oh, I went out with this guy and it just, he made me uncomfortable. And it's just like, oh, so you went out with a guy you don't really know. Y'all maybe texted and had some like flirty things going on. And then when, the, when it got time to be there, some things happened and maybe the woman was uncomfortable, didn't know how to say, I don't really want to, I don't really want to see your dick right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, or whatever, whatever, however the, the, the nuance of the situation happened later, you could tell the story however you want. And the perception of it can be really bad, you know, because there are situations too, where it'd be like, Oh, he, cause it could also be like this. He thought I was into this because of how we were talking. And uh, I wasn't, you know, 
And it's just like, we just don't, we're not, but a woman is so uncomfortable by this big man, you know, like, you know, like Dak Shepard said it best. Like, what we don't understand. It's like being in an elevator with a gorilla. Like, you know, we don't know how to, we can't just be like, Hey, gorillas don't do that. You know what I mean? So what I'm saying is like, again, it's just like the perception of a situation could be said, the, the just little details of a situation later can make it seem terrible. Yeah, it, on like, on either yeah. on either side, you know. 100%. You know, that's all I, I'm saying is like the details of a situation. Just one little detail can make a situation like you know, and it's like, and I've been in that situation where like before I'm single, you go out with somebody, you know, and then like you know, you think you thinking, oh, this we we were we were vibing, this went great, yeah. you know, and then later, you know, the the woman might say like, um, well, I didn't really want to kiss you, or I didn't want to, mm. you know, you know, you got wait what. I, you know, you know what I mean? Like, you, you know, you, you, you have a whole different perception, you mm-hmm. know, depending like, like, you know, I, you know I, what I mean? I'll make it, I'll make it very simple, a very simple example uh, that kind of reinforces everything. And this is on both sides. Uh, if a guy goes on a date and texts a girl early in the morning, wow, I had an amazing time. Can't wait to see you again. Let's say that's the text. Yeah. If she likes him. She's like, oh, my God, he's so sweet. He texted me in the morning. She doesn't like him. He's a stalker. He's already hitting me up. What's going on? Oh, my God. I just woke up. And I he's just already woke hitting up. Me up at, you know? so it's funny how, and this is vice versa. The, yeah, the yeah, both sides. Text, yeah, both, both ways. Sides. So this is, this is how, just the text. If you like him, you're like, it's the sweetest thing. If you don't like him or didn't like the date, you're like, oh, oh my God, man. this is a stalker. I remember, I remember I had this situation where it was like, this girl... I, all right, so she, I gave her my number. I was like, well, yeah, hit me up, you know? And then, like, it was, like, time later, okay? Uh-huh. And then I get a text from someone. I don't know who it is. And I'm saying, like, hey, what's up? Who is this? You know, hello? And I sent, like, five or six messages, like, what's going on? That girl later... So I'm not going to say the situation or where it was. No, 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 yeah. And she goes, she's like, um, I was harassing her. Okay? And then wow. like, okay, oh, he was, he, was, he was harassing me. So, the, so a person that approached me about it, hey, Eric, you know, you're harassing. And I go, what are you talking about? And then she was like, yeah, you know, I, you guys were texting. I was like, oh. And then I showed the person the text. I go, look, I don't know who this is. This person just said hello, and I te- I'm texting back like eight times, like "Who are you? Hey, what's up? I don't know. Hello, what's going on?" I was yeah. so mad, like I was, I was furious. Was it a comic? No, it wasn't. A, it, okay. it, it, it it's around the comedy world, okay, but it wasn't okay, a gotcha. comic. But the point is, it made me so mad because it was like that's an example of mm-hmm. how perception so now this person could tell that story oh this guy was look at the he was just i i texted him one time and then he just harassed me right and it's like so if you she could write an article i was harassed by eric griffin by text and blah 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 and then like everybody goes well it must be true it's got to yeah. be true, right? No, I hope you screenshotted that. There's details, and it was a while ago. It doesn't matter. It's already over. It's hmm. details and context to everything. And the problem is, like, the, the, the public, they don't care. And, and you know, you could, 
and and I hate that I even have to say this because people can take anything out of context. We are talking about both sides here. Both sides. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like, but but that's the problem that I have to say that every couple of minutes. So somebody can't be like, well, they're just jumping on women. You know, no, this I'm talking men too, men too. But I would, by the way, and by the way, by the way, we're also men. Yeah. (laughs) So we're saying, we're thinking about ourselves. You know what I mean? In the same way that you are, if you're a woman listening. So I want to say it's like, it's like, Hey, is it okay that like, I'm thinking about like how this affects me and how I'm looked at because you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I'm not, I, I don't, I'm not, it's not, it's not disparaging of women. It's not. And we're just saying like, yo, this is a tough it's situation. No different, it's no different than a couple of female comedians getting together and talking about their views because they're talking about oh, it. In it the doesn't female matter point. when they do that. You know, it's just yeah. like on a, it's just like on stage, a female yeah. comic could go on stage and bash men for 20 minutes. Like I'm talking about, oh, you know, all their little dicks and blah, blah, blah. And they can say whatever they want. We go up and just make one, one joke. Now I hate women. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like the, the double just, standard. You know the double it, standard. It is a double standard, but you know, it, it's the type of thing where it goes both ways. You know what I mean? Like we could say things that we could bash certain topics and it's fine. And then women try to bash it and it's not. I mean, it, that goes both ways. But I wanted to talk about how people perceive things differently or you could actually hurt somebody and you don't even it wasn't even intended for right them. that's another thing too that that's no, what me, oh that's it perfect that's exactly in that situation so let me yeah. tell you what happened to me i was in a meeting this is when i worked for another company i was in a meeting and this is my staff meeting where we have ideas and we're in a we're in a closed room right we're in the our conference room and we're talking about ideas for a show and somebody that walked by heard something they oh. didn't like. Oh, it was now, like three's it was like three's company. So you had a three's company situation. Oh, yeah, I, I guess. So, yeah, Mr. Roper heard something that Chrissy so, and Jack were talking about, and he was like, Oh no, what are they doing in there? Yeah. So this was a private conversation, yeah. and we were spitballing ideas, couple comedians in the room. Nothing was mean. Nothing was hard. It was just they didn't like one of the topics we were laughing about and talking about in a closed room and they happened to walk by and overheard. So they report that to HR. So now I'm sitting with HR and they're like, we can't say who it is, but you offended someone. I go, Oh, I'm so sorry. I offended someone in the room because I, you know, that I thought they were on board. They go, no, no, no. This was a person that wasn't in the room. They walked by. And I was like, have we come to this point where I got, and this was, this was years ago. This is not recently, but this is probably like five years ago when everything was starting. I go, have we come to a point where I can't even have a conversation in a private room, not even intended for the person walking by? This is a staff, a private staff meeting. And now I got to worry about people walking by that might hear something that they don't like. And now I'm in HR. And it, it was just the most ridiculous thing that has ever happened to me on in that situation. And it wasn't even mean spirited. You know, you know, it was just a topic they didn't like. Here, well, see, the thing that I find, here's the thing I find wrong with all that right there. It's like, who's at fault here? And I think when I when I hear that situation, this reminds me of like when you're a kid and you do some stuff, and you know, the teacher calls 
your parent and the parent comes and now how does the parent handle this you know does the parent go well my son would never do stuff like that that's new school yeah. old school is so what happened here yep so what happened here uh yeah. what did it, my, it my mom would my happened? mom would be like what did you do what because the, the teacher who is an authority figure is saying something tell me exactly how this went about like there's no like to me the hr should have been like so let me hear exactly what happened so you heard so you heard people uh you know and this is an entertainment company obviously right yeah it was so you heard something it's like okay so it's like that that's when it's like you have an hr so to me hr should have been like okay um overall staff meeting in the building everybody coming into the room okay so uh we are an entertainment company and entertainment shit is going on in room <laughs> and they are talking about stuff you might want swing by and hear some stuff and you're hearing it out of context so maybe you know what i mean like it's like yeah. the fact that that person uh was allowed to like disrupt the world with their you know that that's the issue is to me the issue there is how that company deals with situations. hundred percent. A hundred percent. And so, that's what's wrong there, right there. You know what I mean? Cause it, like that, I, oof, I just, I just, I can't, cause it would be like, if you're someone like that, that means you couldn't walk by any HR meeting. So what if you're in a, what if you're in an HR meeting and the HR person says, you said, and they say the thing. And then someone's walking by and hears that. Then that person goes, Oh, I was offended by what I heard in this, oh, and in, that's this a, in this room. And then it just goes, it's a vicious circle because then that person has to go to HR and be like, yeah, um, I'm reporting you to you about what you, and they go, well, wait a minute. I was just discussing, you know, so like context matters. Yes, yes, yes. Context and details matter. Like it's like use, there's like no common sense there. And so this is one of these things where the person's not wrong. They felt offended. And what I and it's like and there's nothing in someone to think. Well, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder why they're saying that. There's nothing in their brain that makes them think. Could there be a context for this? Or this isn't even for you. We're in a meeting, a private meeting. You're but, eavesdropping. But, but here's the thing, though. See, I'm not. I, I don't necessarily think that that's an excusable offense because let's say there's a private boardroom meeting going on of a bunch of white executives mm -hmm. and they're in there talking about like well you know all these we got working yeah, here and somebody hears that they can't use that as an excuse later to be like we were having a private meeting and I, that was like you know so you can't use that you. as an excuse but what i am saying is like the person that hears that if it's me walking by hearing that it might be like Oof, what's going on in there <laughs> you know what i mean and it's like, so now what do I do with this information? You know, it's like, what do you do? How, you know, you know what I mean? So like, and so, what the person does with it when they get it. The right. So that's what I'm saying. So yeah. similar situations, yeah. like it's like exactly same situations. It's just like, that's why the context of it matters. Yeah. You know what I mean? It does matter. So I, I'm not faulting the person who got offended. I, I'm not because I get it. But the people that handle this information, how they handle it, like removing Johnny Depp from movies. Yeah. It's those type of choices. That's where that person has to have the common sense. I don't those know. are I the think... people. Those are the people that have to make the choices so we can know. Cause now 
that sets the tone where now people just could be walking down the hallway of that place like, I might hear something. Ooh, might hear something. And then it's like, is that is that but right? I, but but see, I, I I disagree with you on the like I don't agree the person should have been offended when it wasn't even for them. When when it was it was a topics we were throwing. You know no, what? But you know why? They don't you know, know that. They you don't know, know that. No. Well, they do know that because they were like a supervisor. So they did know that. They did know that. They knew they hired me to go over topics in a room. We're in a meeting. So there's topics coming in. Staff is throwing out topics. We're talking about everything. Crazy stories, this story, a news story. You know, we're that was our job. So we are doing our job in that room. And for you to get offended by us doing our job, which was my job to handle all these different topics that to me, that's, 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 I understand what when you're, you're in a person. You're giving, of, I'm saying you're uh, giving more context to the situation. So the context yeah. is you're saying that this person should have known better. Okay. Oh, hundred percent. Okay. They so were doing I, it in spite. That's okay. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. And this is why what I'm saying is either way, I'm fine with that person truly being offended. Yeah. And I'm, and, I, and, and then now if we're saying that person did it for spite, two different things that could be true. That's why HR, HR yeah. is the person that has to handle that with some fucking common sense. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. the part that pisses me off. It's the people that make the choices. They need to use some common sense. And if they don't, if they don't, then they're succumbing to terrorism. Yeah. You know, so you, I, I got to tell everybody what was the solution we came up to. I had to do my meetings outside the building. What? Like in the, yeah. I mean, mm. we had like a, I mean, there was places around the building where you could do it. That's mm. easy to get to, mm. but it was kind of like this I, person might be looking for more stuff. So why don't you just, so I'm moving the whole show to another part of the building. So they won't hear any, like I, I, like I got to the point where I was telling HR, I go, look, if I got to watch out for it, what everybody will hear then I don't want to, I actually suggest, I don't want to do it in the building. We'll just do it downstairs. But the problem is somebody could walk down, downstairs. You know, it was this whole thing. But Ooh, was, That sounds like a terrible situation. So, like, again, I wish HR would have yeah. had a talk with that person. Yeah. And they and talked that, to me, and I'm sure they talked with that person. And it's kind of like, well, he's not going to have his meetings in there anymore. And the same thing that she got offended for, we talked about on the radio. Like that was the topic that day because I didn't know she got offended about it. And we took phone calls about it. It was very hot in the news at that time. Yeah. So that's what is. I'm saying. That's I mean, what I'm it, saying. It is what it is, you know? I mean, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's like some the person in charge, you know what I mean? The person in charge, you know, has to be, has to show some decorum, some common sense, taking the right. context and the details. And if not, if not, then that it, it, it empowers people who are spiteful to like because they can say whatever they want yeah yeah uh are you a candles guy like candles in your house yeah i like a good candle did you did you hear about that shake shack candle that just came out no shake shack just released two shake shack the burger spot oh it smells like burger it smells like burgers once it's called burger in the park and the other one's called burger and fries feels like a fat person thing guess guess how much they cost they cost 42 dollars for the pair I was like, who would buy something where constantly you're getting hungry? Like, that's ridiculous. I would never buy something like that. 
Yeah, well, I mean, there's something for everyone, man. I I can't imagine a person right. just wanting that smell in their house. Well, I mean, I can imagine it. Really? Know? Yeah, let's say you're a fat person that's trying to lose a <laughs> I'm just saying you're fat, you're trying to lose a lot of weight. And so instead of having the food in the house, you have the smell. So anytime you like feeling a certain way, you know, you you light that candle, then you eat a carrot at the same time. So, you know, you're just like, oh, and then, you know, you're taking in the smell, you know, it could be that somebody just like trying to, you know, use some self-control. I don't know. Well, on that note, uh, what do you promote? You got anything to promote? Let's see. Where am I going to be? Give me the Eric Griffin schedule. I'm going to be. Oh, I, oh, I'm at um, uh, Arlington Improv. Oh, know? yeah. OK. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I will be at the Arlington Improv. Wait, let me see if I let me let me get my schedule up. And you while you're I mean? looking up your schedule, I will be in Baltimore. Magoobies, I think I'm going to be at. I've never been there. Oh, you know what? Here we go. Uh, There we go. Okay, let's talk about Eric Griffin. (laughs) But I'm at the Arlington Improv 26th through the 29th. Then I'm on the Comedy Off-Broadway in Lexington, Kentucky, June 2nd to the 4th. You see there? I need to get on your level with the graphics. That's a green screen. I need to get on the Eric Griffin level, you know? (laughs) You're making my podcast look bad, Eric, with your lighting, (laughs) with your backgrounds, with your little pop-ups. And one time, shout out to my girl. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, well, you know I love you, and I can't wait to go to LA to see you soon. Yeah, man. I was, we got to link up. So, you know, I just hit up. Uh, I I'd hit up the the seller in New York to let them know, like, hey, man, you know, I'm available to go to to, to go to Vegas too. Sometimes, you know. Oh, you hit up Esty? Yeah, because when I go to New York, I mean, I actually got I got a great in when I was there because I did a Ray Romano movie. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. And he was yeah. performing up there, and you did. Yeah, a and so I I just went in with him. It was like walking in with John Gotti. You know what yeah. I mean? And he, you know, and she was like, oh, okay. And I just had to go up and f- smash that room, like acting like I'm not funny. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, I would love to hang out with you in Vegas for a week, man. Yeah, that would be uh, awesome. Yeah. So we'll, uh, we'll work it out. Um, but right, anyways, man. man, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. And um, like always check out Eric Griffin and everything for me is at Michael Yo. Subscribe, hit that like button. It helps out, man. I'll see you next time, bro. Yeah, man.